0: This is Brain Diet, episode number 143 How to Be Less Negative. I love so much focusing on the food we feed our body, but I love even more focusing on the stuff we feed our brain. My name is Taylor Ann Macy and I am a certified life coach. Welcome to Brain Diet, where we feed your brain the best information. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. Are you ready to talk about negativity and how to cultivate less of it in your life? Do you feel like you have too much negativity in your life? Do you feel like you are weighed down with negativity. Personally, there have been times where I have felt that way in my life where I have just felt so down and felt so surrounded by negativity. And some of those times in my life have been when I have been below baseline functioning. And that's not what I'm talking about today. When we are below baseline, when we are maybe not functioning well, That's when therapy and medication are extremely useful and necessary to get us at least to that baseline level of function to then continue on with our lives. So, the negativity that I am talking about today is not that below baseline. If that's where you are, therapy and the counsel of your doctor, whether it's medication or not, is going to be your best resource. But let's say that you are above baseline, we don't have any intense uh, mental illness that we're dealing with, and you still feel like there's just a lot of negativity in your life. Today, we are talking about those phases, those times, those seasons in your life where you are above baseline, but feel like things are just too negative. We look for and find negativity in the world in other people and in ourselves. We look for negativity in events. We watch the news and we look for the negative things. We look for the way that people act that doesn't align with our values. We look for problems in ourselves with how we look. And there's something that we do where what we look for, we find, confirmation bias. If we are looking for something that is wrong or something that is negative, we will find it. This is the brain's way of saying, see, these neural pathways, these mindset pathways, these thought highways are useful because we can find evidence that they're true. Thus, we should keep thinking this way because we can reinforce this with evidence. It's kind of the way our brain approaches things. It needs to be right and it needs to be efficient. We are the creators of emotional negativity. So we are presented with information, we are presented with events in the world, presented with other people, we are presented with our bodies, and we create negativity around those things based on how we think. There's no such thing as a negative event, a negative person, a negative body. Those things are just things and we interpret them in such a way that creates emotional negativity within us. This is why people can have different opinions on a movie. You can be in a movie theater and have everyone seeing the exact same movie and everyone has a different opinion of it. Everyone feels differently about the movie. This is because how you feel is based on how you are thinking about the circumstances you are presented with. The same goes for people. You know how there are some people that... One person loves and another person hates. I mean, this is true with celebrities. They're either beloved or they're hated. It's to a very exaggerated degree, especially with the internet, people's opinions on celebrities is very intense and very loud. But the reason that there is such a wide opinion, a wide spectrum of opinions Of celebrities is because everyone is interpreting a person differently based on how they're thinking about that person. Our brains naturally go looking for problems, for potential things that could be negative, for the things that might be quote unquote wrong. Because when your brain can't find legitimate threats to survival, it finds them. In other people or in the way that our body looks. So because we aren't being threatened with our lives every day, because our survival isn't on the line, the brain is still working as if that is true. And it goes to find problems in other areas that aren't life-threatening. But our brain doesn't know that. That primal part of our brain can't distinguish between what's really life-threatening. Its job is just to find the problems and to avoid them or to focus on them until we can solve them. So when it comes to our bodies, we can say, my body is healthy and strong, but there's got to be something threatening it. I'm getting enough food. I have shelter. So if those needs are met, there's still got to be something wrong that might get in the way. Perhaps it's my appearance. Maybe the way that I look will be my undoing, because maybe if I don't look a certain way, then other people won't accept me, and then I'll be shunned, and then I won't have a tribe, and then... I'll die because I won't be able to have my people to rally with. This is what our brain does. I believe this is why our brain is so inclined to find reasons with the way that we look is on some level, it's primal. And because many of us are generally taken care of with food and shelter, it will find those problems in other areas. Though we logically know how you look isn't life-threatening. The color of your hair, the length of your hair, the size of your waist generally speaking, isn't a life-threatening condition. So if we are the ones that create negativity with how we are thinking, then we are the ones that can manage it. I use the word manage very deliberately. Because while this episode is how to be less negative, don't mistake me for saying how to be happy all the time, how to never feel bad again, I am not saying those things. I wouldn't want to teach those things. I don't think those things are possible, nor do I think it would be useful if we were happy all the time. Negativity in our lives serves a very useful purpose. However, sometimes we can compound negativity and have more of it in our lives than is necessary. So yes, while we are talking about how to be less negative, This is not me saying how to be happy and positive about everything that's happening in your life. That's what we call toxic positivity. We aren't trying to be happy about everything or positive. We aren't trying to get rid of all the negativity. We can simply eliminate all of the unnecessary parts of it because we do create a lot of that for ourselves. And so what I'm going to do is share with you the ways that we create unnecessary negativity. And what to do with those ways, how to combat them, and thus how to have nest how to have less negativity in your life. The first thing that we do that can add a lot of negativity for each of us is we create layers of negativity. So what that looks like is we feel something and then we judge what we're feeling. So this might sound like. I should be happy about this, or I shouldn't be feeling this way. If we have an opinion about our emotions, generally speaking, that is us adding a layer. And if this opinion is perhaps a judgmental one or a shameful one, then you are simply adding judgment or shame on top of something that already might be a little bit uncomfortable. We might judge ourselves and say, I'm so terrible for feeling this. Let's say we're feeling jealous or resentful, or envious, or hateful. Oftentimes, when these emotions come up in our bodies, we judge those emotions as being wrong. And we say, I'm so terrible that I'm jealous of this person. I'm so terrible that I feel hateful towards this person. But in that, we are judging what we are experiencing. And if we were to remove labels from it, and look at all vibrations, I'm sorry, look at all emotions for what they are, which is vibrations in our body, we can thus eliminate some of the judgment we have of them. So if we're feeling jealous, if we took away the jealous label and just described what it feels like in our body, where we feel it, if it's hot or cold or fast or slow or bumpy or smooth, or if it has a color, if we just described it in that way, we can eliminate the opinion of it. And when we just allow it to be there, allow that vibration to be in our body to pass through us, Then they become less problematic because we aren't judging ourselves. We aren't compounding and creating layers of emotion that lead to more negativity for us. The emotions that you experience as a human mean nothing about you other than you had a thought that created it. So if you feel any type of emotion, nothing is wrong with you. It's simply that you had a thought that created a vibration in your body. So when you can get to that space of saying these are just vibrations, nothing is wrong with these emotions and these emotions don't mean anything about me, you can eliminate some negativity. Oftentimes we can add emotion on top of emotion and we can say I'm embarrassed about feeling scared or I'm angry that I'm feeling angry. Have you ever done this where it's like you're upset about something and then you just get upset about being upset and it just rolls and gets even bigger and bigger? (laughs) The way that we... Manage this is slowing down, feeling whatever you can identify first, removing the label if necessary. If there is the label of jealous, angry, embarrassed, scared, if you can remove that and just allow yourself to feel the feeling, to just pay attention to it and supervise it, it becomes so much less of a problem. It becomes so much more manageable and it is so much easier to move on with your life when you supervise it give it the space it needs, and then to continue on. The next thing that I recommend doing, so the first thing was to eliminate those layers, eliminate the judgment, eliminate the opinions, eliminate the layering of emotions on top of emotions by just pausing and feeling. The next thing that I would recommend to create less negativity for you in your life is to pause before you take action from it. And this is essentially just the next step from the first step. So the first step is to eliminate the judgment. And the second step is to pause before you take action from whatever you are feeling. So we are presented with information, with people, with events, with the way that our body looks. We have a thought about that information and that creates a feeling in our body. And then however we feel determines how we act. Have you noticed this, that when you are feeling angry, you act a certain way, when you're feeling upset, when you're feeling sad, when you're feeling embarrassed, you act a certain way based on how you are feeling. And so if we can first eliminate the layers and just identify what we're feeling and give it permission to be there, it then becomes our task to pause before we act from it. And the way that I like to think about this is if you've ever been camping or had a campfire, I don't know what the rule is exactly, but it's like if you can't touch it, you can't leave it, or something like that. I know in our canyons in Utah, there are signs that say something to that effect that if you can't touch it, you can't leave it. And this is kind of the way that I like to think about emotions is sometimes you have a fire of an emotion and you have to supervise it, pay attention to it, put it out, and just give it the time until it is cool enough to touch so that it's cool enough to leave. Because if you have emotions That you don't stay with long enough and you leave it, it can cause damage elsewhere, right? If you leave a fire, there is the potential for, you know, things going up in flames. So it's important that we pause and we watch the campfire of our emotions until they are burned out and we just supervise them, right? We don't judge the campfire. We just kind of let it burn out and then we can move on. Otherwise, our negativity can gain momentum, Have you ever started a day and had something go wrong, quote unquote, and then it just seems like the rest of the day gets worse? This is because of this confirmation bias that I mentioned earlier is the second we see that one thing has gone wrong, the brain then starts to say, all right, what else is going wrong? If this is bad, then everything else has to be bad too. I'm sure of it. So here comes our task to pause, to breathe, to just watch the feeling, to take ownership over it. You are the one that's creating negativity. And this isn't something to blame yourself for. This is a beautiful thing that once you understand can free you from so much emotional suffering. Because then when you can pause before you take action, when you can take a breath, feel the feeling, and just let it be in your body, you are then in a place to consciously move on in the direction that you want to go. So for me, if I am feeling a particularly Negative emotion, instead of acting from it, I take walks. If I'm feeling especially worked up about something, before I take any action, I will go on a long walk. And there's something about the physical movement that helps the emotional vibration just kind of like be in my body. And in doing that, by the time I get back from my walk, I've given the campfire enough time to cool off to where I can then act the way that I want and think. In a way that's deliberate and useful. So, if you have those days where it starts off and it feels like everything just gets off on the wrong foot, break the day into quarters. Break it into quarters and say, you know what, maybe this quarter wasn't the quarter for today, but the next one we're gonna work on and it's gonna be great. Another tip that I think can be very helpful is to take a nap or go to sleep. If you're feeling especially negative, Just as when toddlers get really grumpy, we can have a similar experience in our own minds. We just don't manifest it quite in the same way that toddlers do, unless like for me, sometimes when it gets really bad, like cry, been there. But taking a nap and letting your brain rest can allow it to be more in your control when you wake up. And so that's another one of my strategies. If I'm feeling especially negative, I'm like, you know what? I just need sleep. I just need to give my brain a break give it a little recharge. And then I can revisit whatever it is that I am thinking about that's creating this this emotional experience for me. And this is something that I have to practice regularly. I mean, just about every night. I've shared this on the podcast before, but I will get into bed and have some sort of nervousness or anxiety or worry or something. And I've gotten so good at just saying, okay, I'm just feeling worried. I'm not going to be mad that I'm worried. I'm not going to be upset about it. I'm just going to let myself feel this and I'm just going to go to sleep. And in the morning, if I still feel this way, then I can revisit things and see if there's something that I need to pay attention to. And let me tell you this, I've never woken up in the morning and been like, oh yeah, all those things I was worrying about last night, I need to worry some more about those. (laughs) So oftentimes our brain just needs a break. So take walks, break the day into quarters, or just take a nap. Great ways to eliminate the unnecessary negativity in our lives. The last tip to be less negative, how to have less negativity in your life is to present your brain with things it's easy to be positive about and eliminate as much as you can of the things that it's easy to be negative about. I feel like the internet is a concentrated version, just like I said with the celebrities and people's opinions on those on those celebrities. The internet is a concentration of things to be really happy about and things to be really sad about. I have to be very careful with TikTok. I love TikTok. There's so much laughter that I get from it. I think it's amazing. And I have to be very smart with how I use it. Because in the span of a few minutes, I can see things that are on totally different ends of the spectrum and can create a lot of opportunities for my brain to have thoughts that create a lot of really intense emotions for me especially at nighttime. If I'm looking at my phone, if I jump on TikTok, my brain is just having thought after thought after thought because it's being so stimulated by what it's seeing. It's so concentrated with the information. And so it's like, oh, I'm really happy. I'm really positive. Oh, I'm really sad. I'm really negative. And it just creates so much emotion within my body that it can make it difficult to go to sleep. That in addition to the blue light can be problematic when it comes to falling asleep. That's why with my clients, I always recommend distancing yourself from screens for two to three hours before you go to bed. It's good for your natural cycle to be able to produce that melatonin and help you fall asleep more easily. So from the emotional side, it's one thing. And also from the physiological side, just helping your body get into that rhythm. Screens are not generally recommended before bed. So with this tip, presenting your brain with things that it's easy to be positive about, easy did I say easy to present your brain with things that's easy to be positive about I think this is a beautiful choice that we get to make. What do you love in your life and how can you give yourself more of it? How can you present yourself with more things that it's so easy for your brain to have thoughts about that make you feel good? For me, it's the Great British Baking Show. I watch that when I'm sad. I watch that when I'm overwhelmed. I watch that when I'm scared. And it is so easy for me to feel comforted. And it's not because of the show. It's because of the thoughts that I'm thinking But because I know that, I feel like I have something in my back pocket. I do that with books. I love reading. I've been reading like crazy this year and I've read so many good books. And there's something that brings me so much joy and peace knowing I get to get into my bed and read my book. There's something that's so great about getting sunshine, going on a walk with my dog. And so I make an effort to do that every single day. I love CrossFit. That's one of the funnest things I get to do. And so I make it a priority that I do that every day because I know that doing that is both reaping physical benefits and how I'm feeling and how my body is functioning, but also because that circumstance to me makes me feel so much joy. Now, there are many people in the world that feel dread or hate towards CrossFit, but again, that's because we are creating it with how we are thinking. So it's important for you to identify what are the things that it's easy for you to be positive about and how can you cultivate more of that in your life and how can you trim back on those things that it's really easy for your brain to spiral out about, whether it's watching the news, whether it's looking at Instagram or TikTok, the things that you can control, take charge over. It's a form of self-care to be able to really be deliberate with what you surround yourself with because your brain is going to have a thought about everything. In fact, a little bit of a tangent here, but this I did that workout that I posted on Instagram in honor of Kim Carroll I did, uh, if you haven't listened to her episode a couple episodes ago, it's brilliant. She's brilliant. I am obsessed with her. And she and the CrossFit Games collaborated with that workout, collab- collaborated to create that workout to be done blind. And one of the things that I thought was so interesting is as I was wearing the blindfold. And I wasn't able to see how I related to the world felt so different. Because I wasn't being so visually stimulated, I wasn't having, I wasn't interpreting all of the things around me all at once. My brain felt a lot different. And by the time I took the blindfold off, I actually felt a lot more at peace because I didn't even realize it. But visually, we are constantly being stimulated even if it's on a subconscious level. And so that's why it matters. It matters what you are surrounding yourself with to get to know yourself and what you like and maybe just what you aren't inclined to be positive about and cultivate an environment that is caring and loving. So like I mentioned, the goal isn't to be happy all the time. The goal isn't to eliminate negative emotion. So where do they fit into our lives? Why do we need negative emotion? We can give ourselves permission to be negative about certain things on purpose. For example, right now, even as I'm sitting here recording this podcast, I'm feeling very nervous and not because of the podcast that I love doing. I love sitting here and recording this, but I have a couple upcoming speaking engagements and I was sitting here looking at the notes before I started recording and I just started to have those like waves of nerves and it was just kind of like passed through my body and it feels kind of like sour and tingly if you know what I mean I mean at least that's how it feels for me and I would identify that as a negative emotion nervousness but what I do know is that when I feel that emotion on purpose and I just allow it to be in my body and do the thing anyway that it gets me somewhere that I grow that I become more that I hopefully, add more value to the world. And so even though that's negative, I view it as a very useful negative emotion. And by feeling it and facing it, it does create something useful for me on the other side. And the same can apply to feeling sad or to feeling disappointed or to feeling embarrassed. There can be a really valuable use for negative emotions. We just have to be very deliberate with how we use them and what we choose to feel and to not layer more negative emotions on top of the initial one. Typically, those foundational negative emotions are cleansing and they do get us somewhere. But the negativity that gets us into trouble is when we layer it, when we react to it, when we don't give it space to just be in your body. So how to be less negative? It's going to be eliminating the layers pausing before you take action from it, and presenting your brain with things that it's easy to be positive about. You are the one that gets to be in charge of how you are thinking. So be deliberate with how you think and what you present yourself with to have thoughts about. That is all I have for you, everybody. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you next week. Are you ready to lose weight, but you don't know where to start? I have something for free that can help. Here at Brain Diet, I offer a free set your custom macros call. I'll see you soon.